expressed ourselves through time. Now, our theme this week is dress to express, and I have had the pleasure of interviewing Habza Yusuf. Her, she is a fabulous fashion designer inspired by Somali art and culture, the, the Somali art and culture of East Africa, and the wor- workshop she runs as well, which are transforming communities. But before that, I wanted to do a brief review of my experience at the Kristen Dior exhibition, Designer of Dreams, at the Victorian Albert Museum. So I've chosen to speak about the Christian Dior Designer of Dreams exhibition, which finished in September, by the way, so you can unfortunately no longer go and see it. Um, but it was it appealed to the history lover in me, and I will explain more about that in a second, but it also surprised me massively, mostly how much I actually ended up enjoying it, because as I think I've mentioned on this show before, I am not a huge fashionista. I don't know a whole lot about it, but it really, really surprised me how much I enjoyed what I was seeing and just really being immersed in in kind of the designs that Christian Dior come up with. It really was um, incredible. But through fashion, the exhibition sort of showed the development of society through the ages because, you know, fashion, like most other art forms, it does echo its surroundings. So we see in kind of all the different mediums of art, they, they tend to reflect what's going on at the time. And Christian Dior's designs are no different. And the exhibition contained over 200 haute couture designs presented by the VNA's collection and the Dior archives too but there were also as well as just the actual um, fashion clothing there were also photographs there were magazine covers there were films there were perfumes and there was makeup and illustrations too and also some of Dior's personal possessions too and honestly the whole thing was just a massive production it was incredibly well produced the whole exhibition and it as I said very multi-dimensional too it sort of started from around the time where Dior became a success in 1947 he had his debut show and it went way, way after his death in 1957 up until the present day as well. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk you through it room by room. Otherwise, it's a bit overwhelming. There was a lot going on. There was a lot to feed the senses. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of my takeaway and how I thought it really fed into what we kind of know and love about art, which is that, as I said, it tends to reflect the society that uh, that it was made in, its, con- its contemporary surroundings. But a bit of inside information about my personal experience was that uh, I actually went twice. I went once with my cousin and then again with my mum and sister and cousin because I loved it so much. And also, cheekily, the first time I went, uh, I was fashionably late to the exhibition. So they were it was closing and we were about halfway through. And, you know, the nice gentleman came over and was like, you guys have to leave now. So <laughs> I was like, no, we've not. There's so much we need to see. Um, but yeah, so I've been twice, went, as I said, with my family and... As I've said before, fashion, not really my thing. I don't really have any fashion sense. And most of the clothes that I personally buy normally involve me calling my sister from the Zara changing room and being like, hey, is this terrible? What are your thoughts? <laughs> and so I, I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did. But my fashionista sister rocks up um, outside the Victorian Albert Museum looking like one of the mannequins. Uh, I genuinely think if she stood next to one of the mannequins on display, apart from the fact that she's got gorgeous hair and features, you would not notice that it was she wasn't a mannequin. She looked amazing. So I'm kind of walking around in my trainers feeling slightly 
slightly uh, intimidated by my sister and all of the glorious clones I'm seeing. Um, but there really is. There was every type of material, colour, um, embellishments, every style, every shape for every occasion. And my sister is truly in her element and I'm just in complete awe of the whole thing. But thankfully, the exhibition does start with some information on the man, the myth, the legend that is... Christian Dior. So as I said previously, he unveiled his first collection on the 12th of February 1947 in Paris to a very exciting audience. But the, the post-war date is really important here, as I learned, because during World War II, whilst the men were fighting, many women uh, took on the roles of their male counterparts. This involved kind of working in the factories and doing lots of manual labour in order to help with the war effort. So this resulted in fashion emulating these of new roles of women by introducing more boxy and masculine styles of clothing. But what was great about Dior is that he offered a complete alternative. And as I learned through his entire career, he really does embrace femininity in his designs. And he sort of he he really departs from that sort of boxy, as I said, masculine style, um, and really kind of sort of fuller busts are emphasised, wider hips and smaller waists are really kind of his thing. And he unveiled this new look, as I said, in 1947, which had these two major designs, which was the carol skirt, which was the sort of a fuller, almost uh, tulipy type skirt, and then a tighter pencil skirt as well. But as I said, really emphasising the female form or the the what he classed as being the feminine form. Um, as I said, luckily, there were lots of things that were kind of telling me what was going on at the time because I was a little bit clueless. Um, but yeah, there's sort of these array of mannequins on walls, on plaques, under glass, between glass, you know, on plinths. It was really quite amazing. It was very multidimensional, as I said. And one of the quotes I really took away from this from Dior himself was his quote saying, I think of my work as ephemeral architecture dedicated to the beauty of the female form. And I really thought this summed up the entire landscape of the exhibition. It really showed how female expression through fashion had changed over time as well. There was a room, uh, a couple, a couple. so this was sort of the entrance room, and then a few rooms down, uh, there was a room that I like to call the 18th century room, and it really references how Dior liked to reference historical periods during his work. So, so you sort of see this, quintessential designs from the 18th century France, the sort of intricately woven silk with tiny, tiny waists and these dramatic skirts and sort of bustled fabric and huge embellishments of silk and lace. But they are, of course, toned down a little bit uh, to for kind of Dior's contemporary vision too. So they are a little bit more realistic, but really, really does hark back to 18th century. And as I said, really provides an interesting timeline about, um, you know, what was going on at the time during this period, but also harking back references from art from the past as well, which I really, really enjoyed as well. So, so yeah, there's this kind of theatrical work. And then the next room completely blew me away. It was absolutely a spectacular room. It was the most lavish and eclectic designs from all different periods and also all different genres as well and timings as well. It was absolutely amazing. It looked more like, I'd say, sort of a costume display for a West End production or something. But they were all the different designs from this room were inspired by his travels. So when um, he went to Egypt and flew to East Africa and um, there's just there's so much to see in this room and it's sort of spotly lit as well in a kind of um, dramatic low lighting as well which just makes the whole thing feel so theatrical but it really made you see 
the designs as more than just clothing. You really saw them as art installations as well. Um, and he really, really clearly had pulled out all the stops for these completely mesmerising designs. And it was very exciting to be in a room full of them. But then I got to the next room and just when I thought I couldn't be impressed anymore, I entered the garden room, which has a very immersive feel to it. And it's sort of covered with these paper flowers Um, from every decade from the 1940s to the 2000s. They've got this array of kind of clothing. And I thought it was interesting because they didn't show the work chronologically, but rather um, sort of by genre, which I thought was nice because interestingly enough it was really hard to tell whether whether a kind of an outfit was from now or like 1960 because you know as I said he's sort of emphasizing the female form which I like to think we've sort of embraced throughout the ages so really really tricky to tell when the actual pieces were from me and my cousin were playing a game like okay is it 2006 or 1960 (laughs) it was really really hard to tell but I sort of thought it also spoke to the timeless nature of aspects of fashion but also as I said the timeless beauty of the female form too then we come to the magazine corridor um, a couple of rooms down which was uh a kind of an amazing display of all of uh, the covers that Dior has featured on from Marie Claire to Vogue and it was a literal timeline for me of how Dior had sort of punctuated the fashion and lifestyle world that he was part of as well truly truly amazing the final room looked like the inside of a glittering diamond it was filled with ball gowns um, absolutely it looked like kind of a um, as if the Met Gala had just all come into one room as well it was amazing um, but yes and Lining the exit were these sort of fashion illustrations too, and it was it was a truly truly breathtaking experience. I had the best time, and I, I felt like the Victorian Albert Museum had done such justice uh, to an iconic fashion house that really has actually shaped the way we present ourselves through time, and it made me care about Dior and fashion in a way that I hadn't really thought of doing in the past. I said you know before fashion isn't really my jam, but it made me interested in fashion, and um, yeah, for that I was truly truly thankful and. And, you know, truly, truly impressed as well. Um, Yeah, absolutely fantastic exhibition. As I said, sadly, you can no longer go and see it. I know it's silly for me to big up an exhibition that's no longer on offer for you. But you know what? If you ever see Dior anywhere else um, out and about, uh, definitely pop in. I'm sure they'll have another expose soon because it was truly, truly fantastic. Good afternoon. You are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and I hope you enjoyed my little take on the Dior exhibition. But now it is time for my interview with designer Habsa Yusuf, who speaks about Somali culture being the influence for her designs and the importance of bringing people together through art. Here's Habsa. Enjoy our interview. Habza Yusuf of Habza Studios. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you very much. Good. We're here in your studio at the raw uh, base of Bow Arts. I have a studio next to you, so yes. we get to see each other a lot. Um, I the first thing I noticed when I come in here is the amazing colours and all the designs I'm surrounded oh, thank by. Thank you very much. It is a beautiful studio, but we'll start from the beginning. Describe for the listeners what your creative business is. So Hafsa Studio specialises in bespoke textile prints inspired mm-hmm. by East Africa. 
uh, celebrating the beauty of Somali arts and culture. Amazing. And we also host design workshops to engage the community to explore their creativity. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Are we gonna, we're going to talk about your community products too in a separate part because I want to hear all about it. So how did you come to have your own design brand? I'm very fortunate to have a creative background. Uh -huh. So I studied textiles and art throughout all my school life right. and then went on to university. Amazing. And I studied um, a BA in textile design okay, at London, right, right. London Cass School of Art, Architecture and Design. It gave me enough experience, mm -hmm. I felt. Um, but I didn't go straight on to having my own business. I was working in art education for a couple of years mm -hmm. um, at secondary level. Right. Okay. Um, and then after that, I opened my own business and here we are today. Amazing. So you decided like you, you, cause you still, I mean, you still educate as well, which yes. we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but then what was the kind of catalyst where you, you thought, you know what, it's time for me to start my own business Yeah, now. cause I was working full time mm. and I was, I'm always really passionate about my creativity, teaching it and doing it myself. And I mm -hmm. felt I didn't have enough time mm -hmm. exploring my own arts and crafts. Mm. So it was just the time to take a step Yeah, and just go with my passion. It was a perfect time yeah, to do it. Yeah, it was Amazing. a leap of faith, but I'm really happy that I took yeah. that decision. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, it's an incredibly successful business. I'm oh, glad you did you. it too. Obviously a good decision. Let's talk about your heritage mm -hmm. because your whole brand is kind of uh, concentrated on Somali culture. That's the brand, that's kind of the roots of the brand, yes. um, and it, which is uh, a culture of East Africa. Mm. So, okay, so what is the role of art in Somali culture? Talk me through it. <laughs> so art plays a massive role in Somali culture. Mm -hmm. um, Somali people are known to be very creative and storytellers, and we have a very rich history of arts and crafts, and wow. we use it in, as a way of communicating mm -hmm. with one another and preserving the culture. Amazing. And telling stories. So yeah, it's a ma and with me as well, like growing up um, in a Somali household, I was influenced by all the textiles around me. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's how my love sort of started yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this visual arts as well or yeah. is this other kinds of arts? Like literature. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. It's the storytelling so, and, yeah, and that so kind literature, of fine art, textiles, fashion. So many things. Yeah, so many things. amazing. And mu is music a part of music, it? A big yes, part of it? Because yes. you just showed me, um, Hamza just showed me oh, a yeah. video of um, which Traditional again, dancing. Yeah, traditional dancing, which looks so um, much fun. And it's called, it's called Brambur, and most of the women, they uh, do it freelance oh, as well. So, so it's freelance, fun. and I, I couldn't. I, couldn't. <laughs> I would love to learn, but it's, it's, it's so poetic. As well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's so many um, kind of influences coming into your work, which you can see as well. So, you mentioned on your website that I looked at that each design tells a story. Mm. So, have you taken specific influences? So, this collection is influenced by the Hididakan fabric, which mm. is a traditional Somali fabric, Amazing. and it's been around for centuries. Uh, women wear it during times of celebrations and special moments in their lives. Right, okay. Um, so it's a big deal. It is, it's the, it is. the dressiest it, of fabric. It, it means so much to so many people. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to take that fabric and sort of enhance its existing beauty mm, um, nice. by adding my floral signature designs and playing around with the um, textures, the lines. Yeah. And if you see the fabric closely, yeah, it's which a I can, print. it's stunning. It's a print, <laughs> but it kind of looks like a we uh, like a woven yes, fabric. Yes, it as totally well, does. Yeah, I kind of I took the um, texture. And right. I printed it onto the silk. Oh my goodness, that's so clever. So yeah, I can see fit. now actually. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It looks like it has been like because I want it to be. Yeah, I want it to be quite authentic mm. to the traditional one, but at the same time, see. my own style. 
Um, no, I've so got yeah. it. So the, the traditional design is is the, the stripes is, yeah. is is the kind of um, vertical line stripes. Yeah, Thank are there you. other designs as well that you've taken from your traditional culture? So the colours um, again. So if you see this collection, yeah, um, we have the greens and there's the gold yeah. version and there's the red version, which are the traditional colours. Okay. Wait. Um, so green, green, and green. Yeah. Uh, gold. Uh -huh. Red. Right. They're mostly the traditional okay. colours, but there are different versions. So there are blues and purples, most, mostly bright sure. colours. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love, I love the fact that they're bright colours. It's so beautiful absolutely. to work with. I suppose you're absolutely trying to speak to the yeah. vibrancy of yes. the culture. Yes. So, so we, you've taken the kind of more traditional elements of your culture yes. and, you, and you've done these, the most beautiful, your signature oh. floral designs. Was that based on anything or is that just from your head? Because it's absolutely stunning. It's almost like... It looks like shells and there's like flat floral forms and it's just my surroundings. Like I'm very much inspired by my surroundings. So, what does it mean to you to be able to celebrate your culture through your fashion? Because this is such a personal project for mm. you, and you're taking influences from something that obviously means a lot to you, and you're projecting it out into the world, and that mm. must have some mm. significant meaning to yes. you. So, fashion and culture are two things that I love, mm -hmm. and art gives me a way to combine the two. Mm -hmm. um, and I just feel like fashion is a way of expression as well. Absolutely. Like what you wear, the accessories you wear, and it starts a conversation. Mm -hmm. and, and I hope that through my work and through my textiles, it can start a conversation with people yes. to find out about culture and appreciate totally. it at the same time, because mm -hmm. I feel we don't really get to see or hear yeah. about this, like the arts, Somali arts and crafts. Absolutely. Um, and that's why I wanted to bring forward. Yeah, yeah, and fashion yeah. is just is a great way to do so. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's a really beautiful way to say it. I, I think, you know, um, when you embrace culture, you're, you're truly um, making connections with yeah. people. Also making people feel more comfortable to do the same thing, because as you Be said, proud. it's... Absolutely. Yeah. So many girls have and women have messaged me saying, oh, this collection makes me proud because oh, they I feel connected that. to it. Mm -hmm. And it means a lot to me because when I was doing this collection or designing this collection, I felt connected to the work. So for, to hear that yeah, yeah, yeah. and to hear people say I feel connected to it, totally. it's just, oh, yeah. it means so much. And Absolutely. Like, yeah. That's so special that you're doing that. What do, you, what do your family think of it as well? Are Mom, they? My parents are very proud. I'm sure they're very really proud. Because it's, it's more than just a collection. Yeah. It's celebrating the culture and bringing people together. Absolutely. Talk us through your design process because I don't know how you've gone from these beautiful uh, ideas that come out of your head to getting this most gorgeous fabric. Oh, um, thank you. How does it work? I first start with um, observational drawings. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I have, like, flower in front of me, mm -hmm. mix the colours. Mm -hmm. um, I also do a lot of line drawing, oh, so okay, we're using yeah. the fine liner. So there's different mediums. I do yes. watercolours. I do as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The first do you use ink of as months, well? I think inks, I've seen yes, Yeah, acrylics. okay, great. Awesome. So the first couple of months, I just explore mm -hmm. everything. And yeah. then it gets to a point where, and then I start developing the design, yeah. I scan it in, and then develop it on Photoshop. Oh, it's easy. You scan it into the computer, yes. and then develop you have it the software further. on Photoshop. Yeah, on Photoshop. Okay. And what does that entail? Like, um, just moving things around with colours? or Colours, experimenting with colours, because, of course, it's more time-consuming if you... Totally. Yes, doing it, it by hand so much is just doing so one design. So imagine doing multiples. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's really, it's just a fun way mm -hmm. of... Um, taking the design further and developing it mm -hmm. and then I digitally print it onto fabric in, in London. Amazing. Which is nice So, because the whole design process I feel I have control over. Oh, so you're in control of it from start to finish completely yeah. from when the designs come into your head yes. to when they are made into yeah. a, a fabric that yes. is worn yeah. out and about. And, then, and to see women wear it 
from all over the world. Yes. Like during the, I just showed you a yes. wedding yeah, photo yeah, yeah. of a girl. Uh, it's just, it's lovely. Mm. It's lovely. And it was her wedding day. It's her wedding right? day. Yes. Because oh, tradition, we wear it traditionally. Yeah. So this is now the hopefully will be the new mm -hmm. thing, to, um, new traditional print to oh wear. My goodness, absolutely. Um, I have to say, um, the lady that you showed me on her wedding day looked absolutely she's incredible in your designs. Like she's beautiful. Uh, but your designs were also beautiful. Like oh, both thank you kind very of much. speak for themselves. You are a massive part of your community yes. spirit, and I want to talk a lot about that because I think what you're doing is a amazing um you host local design workshops so i'm a huge advocate of arts as a vehicle of personal and creative development mm -hmm. um it's played such a huge part in my life growing up um mm -hmm. and i was very fortunate to again study throughout school yeah so i was always that creative child uh, <laughs> yeah which sometimes is like sometimes it's a good thing sometimes people people say oh yeah. are you gonna do economics anytime soon you're no, like no, no. <laughs> I'm, 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 honestly i'm so blessed to have parents that are very supportive, supportive. of my creative um like all my creative energy yeah, yeah totally everything. so um so yeah and i just wanted to make art more accessible to the community and people who haven't had the chance to explore their creativity mm -hmm. and i really believe that everyone can be creative mm. it's just about giving them that chance to totally. you know how would you know you, mm. you wouldn't know no no you otherwise wouldn't. and a lot of the women um they discovered it they discovered their creativity yeah. which is fantastic so is it aimed at a certain group of people? so uh, the, i i do workshops for the youth as well Amazing. but the ones i'm currently doing you are now, too good thank you, <laughs> thank you very much I, i'm trusting <laughs> but um yeah so the women i'm working with now are elders mm -hmm. um somali elderly women right, um, okay. who are above 60. Right, okay. So, yeah. Oh, wow, and they're experiencing this kind of new yeah, world yeah. at that age. It must be really actually, liberating. Actually, what I found out was some of them used to be weavers back at home. No way. Yeah, so, oh, and so when they came here, obviously, they've kind of lost that, mm -hmm. and they or they did want to explore it, but they just mm -hmm. didn't know how to go about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm just so happy to give them that platform to so good. do it again. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so we, they're so creative. To, yeah, to, I think everyone, yeah, so, as you yeah. said, everyone has the potential to unlock that in them. And, yeah. and we've discussed before how, you know, we think that art is like therapy sometimes, it isn't is, it? It and, is, And it's, it's doing it in a community too is so special. Yeah. Great for their mental health, um, mm -hmm. their mental being, and just a great way for them to express themselves and tell their own mm -hmm. stories. Because a lot of times, we tell people stories and we don't give them a chance to tell them. Absolutely. Um, so it's just a great way for them to explore it totally. and be in control. Yeah, yeah, and I've yeah. just seen them ha like growing confidence with their work mm -hmm. at the beginning of the lesson. Yeah. And at the end, it's yeah, just such yeah. a big difference. It's strange. It's like you're, you're giving them permission to be creative, whereas actually like... It, it should be, it should be, mm. hopefully it will be something for them that comes more naturally now. Yeah. And um, what a lovely thing that you are able to liberate them in that way. I think that's amazing. Do, oh, do the women you. come to you or do you so sort of reach I, out or? I go to communities, mm -hmm. um, local communities. And yeah. um, so I first started off volunteering. Mm -hmm. um, I think you, I, I told you at the yeah. beginning when yeah, I started. Yeah, no, no, you did, yeah. yeah. So I was just starting um, volunteering at my local community yeah, in Barking. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was just so successful from there. And I was sharing it on, you know, all my platforms yeah. on Twitter. And then it went viral from there. One of the videos was uh, watched over 300,000 times. What? Yeah. Oh my God, that Massive. shows that there's such a need for yeah, this kind of thing. Exactly. Like, and it's probably, were you surprised by the amount of um, oh, Somali uh, people, groups of people that kind of came to you and said like, I'm so happy you're doing yeah, this. Yeah, and not only Somali people, non-Somalis yeah. as well, inspired them to do the same in their communities. Amazing. So it's so nice because it brings people together and I, I think art has that power to do so. And then from there, the project kind of grew and people started um, 
um, coming to me and saying, look, we've got this community centre, yeah. could you come and work with us here? So, so yeah, good. it's so nice. It's and nice. now everyone knows your name because you're doing so much good. Oh. I want to know what you do in these workshops, I'm okay. curious. <laughs> so <laughs> so talk, talk me through what So what I, I do, um, with, the, with these women actually, I'm doing the batik workshop. Uh-huh. Which so you explained to me is wax style. Wax, yeah. mm -hmm. I love the smell of wax. Talk, yeah, I, I, I love, love the smell of wax. Oh. I love playing with wax as well. But. So, yeah, so they, again, the work that they did as well is inspired by their tradition. Because mm -hmm. I really like people connecting people with their identity and self-discovery. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, they were inspired by the traditional Somali fabrics mm -hmm. again. And they did their own take on it, as you can see. I can. Hazel showed me earlier uh, the, uh, the prints that they've created and they are absolutely amazing like they're so talented oh they really are and did you do you think they knew before they they tried this no, they they had this in them? <laughs> no they're shocked and then at the end they said oh we want to frame it that's how happy they yeah, are yeah yeah and they I, it was actually really hard to have these at the studio because they they wanted to give them away to their grandkids and i was like <laughs> no i want to have an exhibition i want to display yeah. them and then after you can have them totally so um oh so yeah goodness, that's just, oh. but even that is like perpetuating the idea that they're pa you're passing down something that's really important yeah. to you you're perpetuating your culture and what's important so your grandkids can see mm. where they came from yeah. like how important that is yeah I love that so much. It's, it's, it's so, do you do drawings as well or paintings? So drawings, they start off with drawings um, and then um, inks. Mm -hmm. After they do the inks and they're happy with one design that they've chosen. And then from that, they do the batik. brings out the fun side of them as well. Yeah, like the yeah, yeah. Child, like childish side. Um, I always encourage them to work together, mm. which is so funny. Mm -hmm. So fun. Again, fostering that sense of community yeah. and stuff. I, yeah. I mean, that was going to be my next question, but we've kind of touched upon it. What do you think the importance is of the members of your class being able to express themselves and their sense of community with each other? Well, like, because we've talked about our being therapy and things like that. Mm -hmm. I, do you think it's really resonated with them? Yes, and it's brought them a lot more closer. Mm. It built, I think, friendships mm. that weren't there at the mm -hmm. beginning of the class. Yeah, um, and also friendships from from people who are outside their communities, the people yeah. who don't they who they don't usually talk to. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it just builds a sense that. of community. Totally, which I think we all need, and it's very easy to lose that when mm. social media is almost. Um, replacing personal interaction and that's its community which I just think as humans we mm. need to survive so again so important in so many different ways and what about you have you experienced oh it's uh, so rewarding the yeah, feeling of the sense just, of esteem and I love it I love mm -hmm. it I love walking in here after my workshops mm -hmm. and that's because I just feel like I've done something good mm -hmm. for not myself but for the people totally um so yeah I just I, it inspires me actually mm -hmm. they they inspire me Amazing. and I've learned so much uh, from them because of course they're elders and yeah. you know elders come with wisdom yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah it's, it's, it's inspiring absolutely I, I love it have you got any um plans to kind of expand on what you're doing because it seems like they're really popular workshops and they there's are. such a demand for them yes um so hopefully i'm going to work with another group of women mm -hmm. um again but non-somani mm -hmm. uh, but elders mm -hmm. um and also just so many different organisations are reaching out to me now. Mm, um, who I'm going to be working with, so I'm That's really so looking exciting. forward to it. That is so exciting. And well, it's a woman who's gone through so many things, you know, um, just giving them that yeah. platform to express. And mm -hmm. it's he I think art is healing. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. And that's why people feel connected mm. and want to take part in it. Yeah, and it gives, it gives a voice to people that um, maybe haven't had the yeah. opportunity to say what they need to say. Exactly. And, and also, I just think as well, there's so much, in terms of, 
I don't want to mm. sound too hacky, but like your personal journey as well. It's so mm. important to sort mm. of figure out who you are and, and exactly. that art is, that's what art's for. Um, exactly. Okay, well, I know on a day-to-day basis, because I see you in here, you know, mm-hmm. you come in from workshops and then you're like, no, I'm going to a workshop now and I've got, yeah, I've got I'm over. painting, I'm yeah, printing, yeah. I'm doing this. Can you describe an average day or is uh, that sort of redundant? <laughs> no, uh, no day is the same. Uh-huh. Every day is different because yeah. I do multi- like I've got to do so many things. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. Every day, but that's what I love about my job, and that's Mm -hmm. what I love about doing this. We've seen loads of great stuff on your Instagram account as well, which um, and the name is Hafsa Studio, H A F Z A. Uh huh. Studio, studios, amazing. Definitely go follow her because her Instagram is full of color, just like her studio is. Thank you. Um, And then you can keep up to date with what's going on with her workshops and all of the things she's been doing. Are you working on any more exciting projects right now? Yes, we just uh, finished filming. with BBC, the Ooh, one of the art projects. I haven't heard of them. Who's it? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously. <laughs> I can't wait for that to come out. And honestly, like, f- they approached me because, again, the video went really viral yeah. and just the feedback that I've had Amazing. on social media. Oh, so this was the response from that, that video, video and then they yeah. saw that and, yeah. and jumped on it. Yeah. Amazing. Good Amazing. job, BBC. Well done. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And actually, some of the women, they are showing their work, which they've done. Um, so like they're weaving some of the work that basically has never been seen before so I'm so happy that just starting these workshops has given the women platforms to show their talents because we don't give them that opportunity and they or they just don't know how to go about Mm -hmm. it so I'm just so happy you would mention your Instagram yes where Um, else can they go across all social media Mm -hmm. so Twitter Facebook everything is Hafsa Studio keep it consistent good idea and my website is hafsastudio.com and yeah they can see all the work and the future work which I'll be doing I'll have a new collection coming out as well there's just so many exciting things well you know what Um, I'm very happy for you things are going so well and you deserve nothing less so congratulations thank you you for talking to me it was wonderful thank you very much So that was the wonderful Havza Yusuf. Again, you can find her designs and more information on her workshops and what she's up to at HavzaStudios.com, spelled H-A-F-Z-A studio.com. Definitely go and check it out. She's got the most incredible design. She was recently showing me that um, she designed for somebody's wedding and oh my goodness, it blew my mind how beautiful she looked um, in her outfit designed by Havza. But that is all we've got time for this afternoon, unfortunately. Thank you so much for listening to Art Then and Now with me, Anna Gammons. For any of the images discussed on this week's show or to contact the show, please visit the Facebook site at the Art Then and Now show. And see you next week at 3.30 on Resonance 104.4 FM.